Welcome to the Lively Joy Podcast. Learn how to live your best life with host Sherry McDonald. She believes that every person has the right to be healthy and have a life that they love. Sherry, along with her guest, will help you live your best life by talking about everything from the latest health topics, how to find your passion, longevity, so you can live your best life longer, shifting your mindset, and more. And now, your host, Sherry. Welcome, friends. Imagine a lean, energetic, and ageless body. Well, today, Jody and Asad are going to share their journeys with us about how they've achieved that. They're going to motivate us to get healthy and fit. And uh, Jody is actually my daughter, and she's um, made incredible changes in the last couple years. And her partner, Asad, has, um, you have to listen to his whole story because it is life changing and uh, very motivational. You know, a lot of times we don't think about things that affect our health. When we're talking about health, a lot of times people think weight, you know, energy and weight, but there's much more to it. There's mental health aspect of it, um, you know, road rage, uh, anger. Those are all things that we can um, get better with our nutrition and with our lifestyle changes, sleeping, being able to focus, not being happy. So this is a very important podcast. Listen to it to the end. And I would love to hear your comments. So um, let's just go ahead and get started. Okay, Jody, let's start with you. So tell us about your journey, who you are and about your journey. Well, I am your daughter. Uh, I'm 48 years old. And my journey, I think like most people's journey has been very up and down. Uh, my weight has fluctuated quite a bit over my life. Um, I've always been relatively small, never been severely overweight, but I think this most recent time, I think the real catalyst was I saw the scale hit 154 pounds and I'm only five foot four. And I know weight is very different from everybody based off of your body distribution and everything. But for me, that was a very big number. And I was like, oh my gosh. When did I let this happen? You know, and it was very slow. It yeah. was like two pounds a year for like 10 years or whatever. And, you know, two or three pounds and it just creeps up and creeps up. And I was like, oh, that's enough. And like I said, I, um, my journey was uneven. I joined the YMCA, oh gosh, probably six or seven years ago. And I lost about 20 pounds. And, uh, it was, it was great. I mostly did classes, the Les Mills body pump class, which I know you had that great power pump class, which yeah. was very similar it's back when workout. I was in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. It was a fantastic workout. It's fun. You know? Uh, so I love that. And we, there was a hit class and there, with a really excellent instructor. Love that. I took that with you. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. With Tim. Yeah. He was wonderful. And, uh, he actually left the Y and I think having the instructor go away kind of turned it was it wasn't as fun anymore the other people mm. came in their workouts weren't as well thought out I kind of injured my shoulder and then I kind of went back into getting off the fitness journey so did you gain weight after that or did you gain it back uh yeah I started to gain weight back I'd also at the same time I'd started really kind of focusing on my calories and what I was eating. So the best way for me to keep track of what I I'm eating is to do my fitness pal, because estimating calories and whatnot. And 
though I don't believe calories are the most important thing for me, it's a good solid number, something that I can concentrate on. So, um, inputting my food into my fitness pal allowed me to understand how dense certain foods were. I was able to put something in and realize, oh, that's more carb heavy than I thought it was, or that one has more fats, but oh, look, they're healthy fats. So I was able to learn about food through putting it in there. And now I can estimate most everything, but it took a long time of just consistently putting my food in to understand like the health benefits of things and how calorie dense things were. So I was able to make healthier choices. One of the things that actually really helped in the beginning of that journey is my, um, I think it was Tim who recommended that instead of putting my food into the app after I ate it, put it in before. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I was like, well, duh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. And it was great because especially when you're going out to eat, it really allows mm -hmm. you to a slight modification, changing your side dish or changing the type of dressing can really drastically change, you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish with your health. So it helped me understand food better. And I felt like I always understood exercise better. I am your daughter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so I've, I felt I've had a good handle on that, but the, the nutrition's hard. It's really difficult. It's difficult to understand. It's difficult to master. There's so much willpower involved. So that was the start of me understanding nutrition better. So you think you just got to that high weight and decided, I can't do this anymore. Because yeah. a lot of times, you know, if you don't get to that point, it just keeps going and going yeah. and going. I think for a lot of people, some sort of health issue yeah. might be it, or you get winded going upstairs or something. For me, it was the number on the scale. And I, I didn't really pay too much attention, but I also noticed, you know, I felt heavier. I didn't like the way my clothes fit, even going to shop for new clothes, you know, I didn't look good in anything. And again, not my main focus, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it makes you feel worse about yourself. Oh yeah. So, um, and then you eat more. Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, then dessert is important. Then. Yeah, right, <laughs> when literally. you feel bad about yourself, chocolate is the answer. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give in. So, uh, the other thing that I think that the, my fitness pal app, helped with. And this is not supposed to be an ad for that app. It's just how I was able to control things. But the other thing was um, having to be responsible for putting that in. And it made it harder for me to cheat because I made myself put everything in there. So all of a sudden that extra cookie at night, suddenly I'd put it in there and be like, oh no, oh no, that's 350 calories. You know, that's putting me way over my goal. And if I would just slide and just put some things in there and some things not, it would make me be like, I, j I just can't. And then sometimes I would just be like, well, I'm going to have that the next day. I'm going to modify things so that I can still enjoy right. the occasional treat that I want because I like my treats. <laughs> I'm not willing to give them up completely. But I think that in moderation, right. that's fine. So, so that was kind of the first part of my fitness journey. And then once you get off that habit, and I think the habit is key. You know, the workout habit, the, for me, putting things in that app habit, I got off of that habit and the weight creeped up over, you know, another year. And I didn't get quite to that, but I was like, at, I think 145 or something. And I was like, I'm almost there again. What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I buckled down and got back on it. And I realized after the fact, this is hindsight. I understand that the biggest sabotage for myself 
was going out to eat. It's really hard to control your calories and your sodium intake going out to eat. And we were going out to eat a lot. Um, we ate lunch out almost every day. We ate um, lots of dinners out. So even though I was making healthier choices, it's still even a healthy choice at a restaurant is generally a lot more calories than something even slightly less healthy that you would cook at home. So when COVID hit, we stopped going out cold turkey, just stopped going out to eat. We didn't go out for months. You know, and we, we aren't big takeout people, so we didn't get a whole lot of takeout. So that's when things really started kind of getting myself back on track and um, more cooking. We stay away from processed food for the most part. Uh, we occasionally have something, but most of the stuff we cook is from meats and vegetables and grains, you know, um, and fruits, of course but not a whole lot of things that come out of a box. Cooking like that makes it easier to control. So the, but the lack of going out to eat, I think was the biggest catalyst. And I got back onto, cause you know, it was COVID. What else can you do? I was going for walks every day and yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. working out most days. Um, oh, you know, I didn't even mention this. I also, that first journey, um, partway through it, I bought a Fitbit. And uh, I added in, you know, keeping track of my steps. So my first goal for steps, I'm, I have a sedentary job. I sit behind a computer most of the day because it's an online job. So during the day, I'm not getting very many steps, but getting up to get 250 or 300 steps every hour adds up at the end of the day. So I started with a goal of getting 8,000 steps a day, which was substantially more than I was getting before. And then I pretty quickly moved that to 10,000 and I eventually moved that to 12,000 steps a day. Wow, that's great. Um, I didn't do that until last year when we did that little challenge, the 2021 challenge yeah, that I invited fine. you to. So it was uh, a 2021 miles in the year 2021. And uh, that's when I bumped my steps up to 12,000 because that's what I needed to make every day in order to meet that. And didn't you feel like that was doable so you can keep it up? It did. Much? It did because I'd already been used to the 10,000. Right. So if I had jumped from sedentary to 12,000, I would have just not hit it every day and given up. So it helped me to take those smaller steps, hit that 8,000, hit it consistently. So I wouldn't go to 8,000 and immediately move up to 9,000. I, I would do that consistently for two or three weeks before I would go ahead and bump my goal up. So that way it, it kept me with feeling like I was making accomplishments. So what does a day look like for you for food? So I, I mean, it varies, but generally um, I will have breakfast. Sometimes I don't like to eat in the morning. So sometimes I'll skip, but generally I have breakfast. I do steel cut oats in the pressure cooker. So I cook them with almond milk and um, pumpkin puree, not pumpkin pie filling. There's very different things. One might taste better, but pumpkin puree is fine. Uh, some cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, and then I cook them and I pre-portion them out into like seven days worth of oatmeal. Do you put collagen in that or protein powder? Not during the cooking, okay. um, but then in the morning okay. I'll take out one of my pre-portioned packs and I add just a little bit of uh, almond milk to it because otherwise it's too thick and I'll nuke it for two minutes. And then I stir in whatever I'm going to stir in that day. So it can be collagen powder. Um, every once in a while I'll do protein powder, but my favorite is the peanut butter powder. Mm. I'll stir in peanut butter powder and then um, a big old uh, scoop of chia seeds because I like that little crunch. I think they're great. 
and they had nice healthy fats, which are, can be difficult to get, especially in the morning, because I'm not putting olive oil on something in the morning. Right. Gross. Especially on oats. <laughs> so, you could add butter or MCT oil or something. Um, so I do the chia seeds and then I sprinkle some dark chocolate chips on the top, mix all that together. And it's this delicious little treat in the morning. And it keeps me because it's the steel cut oatmeal or for whatever reason, maybe it's the chia seeds. I don't know, but it keeps me full until lunch. So for lunch, I have a salad. Usid makes the best salads ever. So it's, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, greens and then all this fabulous fruit. There's like strawberries and blueberries and apples and <laughs> it's delicious. And, you know, sunflower seeds and, you know, he makes these just great salads. So we have a salad and then I'll usually have either leftovers from the night before, or I do um, a cup of soup. I make soup in batches and I use the super cube things to freeze blocks. They freeze in like little bricks. Yeah, silicone. Ones. Yes. Yeah. And those things are fantastic. So you make your soup, you, you freeze these little bricks, you put the bricks in a baggie and then, um, uh, you just pull out each brick as you need it. And it takes about three or four minutes to heat up and you've got fresh soup. It's really fantastic. And again, it controls your portions, right? Because portion control for me is hard because if something's delicious, I'm <laughs> going to eat the whole thing. I will know that I am overeating, but it's so delicious. I just want to keep eating it. So the portion control of that is, is really that like a cup me. for that? One it's few? exactly a cup. Oh. You can even, there's like little markers mm -hmm. on them. So you can fill them halfway for a half cup, or you can fill them all the way to a whole cup. And since I'm cooking it myself, I can put all the, you know, I put it in the, the instant pot. Usually it's a great, great tool. And I put all the ingredients into my fitness pal. I put all the ingredients and in the amount of all the ingredients. And then I divide it by how many servings I get. And I have an exact um, nutrition profile. I know the carbs, I know the fats, I know the proteins, you know, I know the sodium content and um, of course the calories. So it really allows me to control portions that way. It's, I've never been able to do that. So kudos yeah. to you. I can't, I can't count <laughs> calories. I don't measure things. I've never been able to do that, but it, you know, it's, it's funny how different things work for different people. Exactly. You know, yeah. Us it is completely to. different. Yeah. 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 So, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. What about your uh, workout program? What do you do for exercise? And I know you love kayaking and hiking and yes. you do that a lot. So you can talk about that so as well. Even when I was less fit, I did um, a lot of kayaking and, and that kind of thing. Um, the hiking, that was actually more, you introduced me to hiking. Um, through Sedona. That's when I was like, this is great. I bet I can hike in Florida. It's a very different hike, but it's still hiking and it's lots of fun right. and it's beautiful. And there's something about being outside and doing activity outside that's really rejuvenating. And it makes me feel great. I don't feel like it's exercise at all. And generally hiking, it's not like I'm going full tilt, you know, running or anything like that, but it's still, you know, two or three hours out in nature, being active, um, kayaking is the same way. It's not like a big workout for the most part, but it's two or three hours outside in nature being active and, you know, enjoying things. And, and it know, could be a connected. good upper body exercise. It can. Um, and weights, I, you get a little stomach, a little back, a little Yeah. It, when I was new to kayaking, I felt it in my core, my shoulders mm. and my back a lot, but I rarely feel that anymore because I think I'm at a fitness stage mm. where it would take a lot of kayaking for me to feel sore, you know? Um, but at first, yeah. And uh, 
at first I was really shocked at how much core, if you've got good form where you're sitting up straight mm -hmm. in your kayak, yeah. you really use a lot of core. So for um, exercise, we need to stop going to the Y, you know, and um, when I decided to start exercising again regularly, because I'd sporadically just go and do some exercises. And we tried another gym for a little while and, you know, none of it quite stuck. But I always liked those HIIT workouts. So I found an app, Fitify, and it just creates HIIT workouts for you. You put in how long you want it to be. You, it has a couple of questions like, do you want to use dumbbells? Do you want to use, um, you know, the, the strap things or, you know, a Swiss ball or, you know, it has all these things mm -hmm. that you can, you, or tools that you can add to it. So you can use nothing or you can choose some of those and you put in how long you want and it creates exercises for you. And it it tells you what they are. There's like a little picture, shows you how to do it. You can click into it to get more details. But being practiced, I, I knew form, proper form for all of the exercises that are in it. So it was really easy to follow. Usually it's like 30 seconds on and 15 seconds off or might be 45 seconds off on, 20 seconds off. It depends on the workout. Maybe there's only five seconds between the workouts, but it changes constantly. So you don't get bored with it. And if there are any exercises that I don't like, um, because I, I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. I injured my shoulder. So it's really sensitive, especially for things like push-ups. So I have, you know, you actually gave me a bunch of options to do instead. So I use, I just substitute those in and keep going. So that made it great because I didn't have to think about anything. I would just go in and be like, I want to work out for 20 minutes today. <laughs> I want to work out for 30 minutes today. And, you know, Go for it and then i always um take some time to warm up and you can add, it adds an automatic three minute warm up if you press a little button and i always take some time to stretch and then get my steps in and that was the basics for my workout um i recently started playing basketball so now i walk down the street and play basketball that's all fun. alone oh, that's so fun. <laughs> but it's fun and talk about a workout yeah <laughs> oh my gosh running around a court all by yourself is a lot more work than it sounds like um, and then I changed my workout a bit when Usad started joining me, when he went on his fitness journey, his is a bit different and I'll let him talk about that. But I started joining him on his workouts, which were very similar to mine in structure. He just, um, gets them from a different place. So we work out together sometimes and we work out separately other times. How many days a week do you work out? Anywhere from three to five, if you don't count basketball and, uh, walks if that's just like going in the workout room and doing a workout. Okay. So, but usually three or four times. Do you walk every day? Darn near every day. So we used to walk in the mornings and I would do about three miles in the mornings. Um, listen to my podcasts, you know, get, get something straight that I needed to do that day. Think about what's coming up for work. We kind of got out of the habit and we've been walking in the evenings lately, but it's Florida. So you walk either, especially in summer, you either walk really early or really late right? because it's, uh, it can be brutal in the middle of the day, but sometimes I do that too. Uh, and we've got like lots of different routes in the neighborhood that based off the route you go, it can be a two mile route. It can be a three mile route, it can be a quick one mile route. So even if I can't do, if I don't really have time for a walk, I'll still do, still do like the quick mile route. You know, I can get it done in about 15 or 16 minutes, you know, and, and then start the day. And at least I've got, you know, a handful of steps and right. some activity to get started. So what kind of advice would you have for people listening that have the same problem where you started out? Any advice, any 
tips that would help? I would say find what works for you because there are so many different ways to make it happen, but you really have to find what, what are the problem areas for you and how do you control them? Like mine was the willpower, when to stop, when do you stop eating something delicious? So portion control helps me with that. When I go out to eat, I will often get my to-go box early so that I can put part of my meal in there because if it's delicious, I'm going to want to eat the whole thing. And then I'm going to regret it 10 minutes later when I'm like, oh, it's not good. This was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whatever your issues, whatever's hardest for you to overcome, find a creative way to overcome it. There's somebody out there who has had the same issue and they had a way to overcome it. So don't try to reinvent the wheel. Try what other people have done. And finally, you'll eventually, hopefully, land on something that works for you that you can stick with. Okay. Well, thank you for all that information. And now we'll, we'll get us's take on his journey and see what he has to say. All right. Thank you. Glad to be on. So, Jody, what is the total amount that you've lost? And, and tell me, is there a difference in your health? Do you feel different? Well, I mentioned earlier that I felt heavy. Um, and heavy in more ways than just, oh, I'm carrying extra weight. I just felt heavy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't feel that way anymore. I feel light. I feel accomplished. I feel like nothing's beyond me. I don't feel like I'm aging where I felt like I was getting old and I no longer have that feeling, which I'm only 48. I shouldn't be feeling old at, at all at this point. If you would ask me that when I was 20, I would have been like, oh, you may as well retire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I originally started my highest point, at least as far as I weighed, was or actually saw on the scale was 154 pounds. And my lowest was 116. And I try to stay at around 120. So great. I keep an eye on my weight. If I start creeping up, um, when I hit about 122, I really buckled down. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm sliding because that's how it started in the first place, two or three pounds a year. So I try to make sure I stay within that kind of range. And I also ask myself, how are my clothes fitting? Because, you know, muscle and fat, there can be based off of the fitness of your body. The weight is not necessarily as important. Right. But again, I need some sort of marker that will keep me on track, something to kick me in the butt and be like, okay. <laughs> you're slacking, get back to it. So, so what about joints, pain, um, the entire, did you notice any difference in any of that? I noticed when I was heavier, I started having a little more issues with like my knees and stuff, but I really haven't had a whole lot of issues with joints other than that shoulder injury, which, you know, um, which was completely separate from that. I had, I had, you remember I used to run track and I had shin splints when I was younger and um, I had, whenever I did longer runs, my knees would kill me. And it's funny because I would never run because of that. But since I've lost the weight, I've actually taken up the occasional run. So I don't run like every day, but once a week, well, basketball once every two weeks running sort of. <laughs> okay. So basketball <laughs> is tough on your joints. <laughs> I uh, joined a meetup group. And all of these women are like in their 20s and 30s. Most of them played basketball in college. I played basketball in middle school. I'm 48. You know? <laughs> there is a big difference in our skill level. And normally I'm, I'm all right about, you know, keeping up and stuff. You know, there's a couple people there I can out basketball. Uh, but we played full court basketball 
um, recently at a place and full court basketball is a whole nother ball game. And my entire body was so sore for four days. My joints were, my ankles were killing me. My knees were killing me. Every, every muscle in my body was killing me. But if I kept at it, you know, I'd get used to it. Right. Uh, but yeah, joints haven't been a huge problem for me, but I, it's barely on my radar now. And I guess at 48, I probably, most people are complaining about their joints at this point. Yeah, that's so. true. So it does make a difference, nutrition and, yeah. and exercise. So Absolutely. thank you. So Asad, how about you? Let's hear about your journey. So um, thanks for having me on. And um, so maybe to help paint a picture for your listeners, uh, I am 48 years old. I am 5'11", and I am 196 pounds. Uh, when I started nine months ago, uh, so I was uh, 47, I just had a birthday in November and this was, uh, I started this at 237, almost 240 pounds, depending on when I'd weigh myself. And the main reason why I decided to change this is because going back to my twenties and thirties and even my early forties, uh, I own my own business. I've always been a very active person when it comes to, uh, keeping, keep my life moving. I started my own business. Then when we, uh, I moved, I picked up my entire life with Jody and uh, we moved from Ohio to Florida on essentially just deciding to do that because of the weather. We just said, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then we came down here, we started a business, we bought a home, we, re we personally remodeled the home top to bottom ourselves. It was all our own work. So we've always been go-getters and I've always had this mindset of just doing it, not asking for permission and just getting things done. But in my mid forties, I started gaining the weight and I started becoming very grouchy, crabby. Mm -hmm. I would, I would snap at Jody. Um, I can attest to that. <laughs> I didn't like, I, I road rage. Um, I would get moody. Just, I didn't like myself. I didn't like the person I was becoming. And it was, and I was gaining the weight, which wasn't helping. I, I, I was I was feeling heavy, bloated, uh, but it was more of a mental issue. I just uh, I also I'm part of a I'm part of one of my hobbies is I build scale models, and a lot of the scale modelers in that group are are seniors. You know, they're in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I hear about all their complaints. They're they're in terrible health. A lot of them. Um, joint issues, all sorts of surgeries they've been in, and terrible eating habits, and 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 because of their senior age, they do have you know legitimate concerns with their health. But I was identifying with their issues more than I was identifying with someone in my age group. You know, when they would complain about about their joint pains or their mood or you know uh, issues with their stomach and things like that, with what they're eating and whatnot. I was like, oh yeah, that's how I feel. And I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like looking at someone who was 20 years older than me and being able to relate to their health issues. And, and then going back to the stuff I was saying earlier, um, they would complain about, you know, they'd be grouchy and moody and whatnot. And I saw myself in them. So my biggest uh, motivator was to get back to the way I was when I was younger, as far as a mental state. And, and that's what got me motivated to get back on it. And, and I've always been um, someone who has been physical in some form or another. 
in in my life. I, either it was working out, going to the gym, or being physical in my life when I was remodeling the house and stuff like that. A lot of physical activity. I'd always wash my own car, you know, do the laundry, so that kind of thing. Um, so I wasn't afraid of the of the hard work or putting in the uh, the effort to get back in shape. But the my uh, big challenge in my journey now was I was. Um, I was doing all my workouts based on what I remember from when I was in my 20s and 30s. So I was doing the workouts that are designed for much younger, for a much younger person. <laughs> I would go on YouTube. It does, make a it does make a big difference. I would go on YouTube and I'd just go find something that I, I remember from when I was working out in my 20s and 30s. And of course, it was designed for someone who is 20 or in their 30s, and it's much more high impact, harder on your joints. Um, you know, it and so I couldn't keep up. I couldn't, I couldn't do the workouts. And I was like, oh, and so that would depress me. I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do what I used to be able to do. And this is really, this is, uh, this is not going to work. So I, I kept doing some more research and, and trying to figure out, you know, what can I do to get over this hump of why I can't work out the way I used to work out. And I, I actually bumped into a trainer on YouTube. His name is Funk Roberts, and he designs a program that is specifically for men over 40 years old. Um, and that's his main focus. He's himself is in his fifties. He's in amazing shape. He used to be a physical trainer and a Muay Thai fighter. So he's always been in this industry. And when I started to listen to him and the things that he was talking about with what men in their forties and fifties and, and beyond, um, what their concerns are, I could identify with us like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going through. I can't work out the way I used to. I can't do those, those types of moves in anymore. And he essentially taught me how to work out and how, more importantly, how to eat at this age. So, you know, you have higher testosterone when you're younger, you can get away with eating more junk food, drinking alcohol and that kind of stuff. And as you get older, uh, your testosterone level drops naturally. You you lose muscle. Um, I think it's called scarpenia or something like that. Where you're you, you as you get older, especially as a man, you you lose muscle mass. And in order to regain that naturally, which was another thing I didn't want to use, I didn't want to get like testosterone treatments or or you know go to the doctor to get some kind of pills or something like that. I wanted to get that back naturally. Right. I um, I started following his nutrition plan. That was number one. And that was the low-hanging fruit. That was the easy part. So uh, what I found out is that the healthcare industry or the diet industry, and specifically diet plans or nutrition plans or whatnot, are designed mostly for women because women are the largest consumer of the exercise and wealth and wellness industry. So you go into it as a man at my age and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just follow this program. And, and it tells you to eat certain kinds of foods or, and stay away from certain kinds of foods. But it doesn't tell you that there are certain kinds of foods in those nutrition plans that are good for women, but not necessarily good for men. For example, um, I, I, was, I was, you know, brown rice. Everyone says, oh, brown rice is a very healthy way to have rice. It's very healthy for women. It's not for men because it actually has a... a estrogenic uh, property in it that will lower your testosterone. And I'm trying to do the exact opposite. Right. Things like soy sauce has the same kind of issue, dairy products. So once I started learning that, oh, okay, I have to, I have to curtail my nutrition, not based on just the general 
what is good to eat, but specifically for a man at my age, then things really started to shift. When I started to eat the way that specifically this Funk Roberts had designed a nutrition plan to that was specific for men at my age, the low-hanging fruit was easy. I, I cut out the alcohol. I, um, I got off the processed foods, off the simple carbs and the sugars. I started, um, he, he taught me how to do meal planning, uh, how to portion my plate with the right amount of fat, uh, uh, carbs, protein. Um, and he's a big advocate to keeping it simple where I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't really doing any kind of tracking whatsoever. It's just eat these, stick to these foods, don't eat these foods and, and keep your portions based on his plan and whatnot. And that's all you had, I had to think about and meal plan. Mealing, meal plan was a big uh, po- component of that because instead of just coming home every night going, oh, st- opening my fridge and staring into it and going, what am I going to have for dinner? Well, I would cook Sunday night um, you know, for the week, have it all pre-portioned and ready to go. And I would just grab the next container of food and, and heat it up and eat it. So it was. It it also made my life easier in the sense that I didn't have to figure out what to eat every week. I would just plan for it one day out of the week, spend an hour cooking it up, and then I'm done. Yeah. So I think and, that's where people go wrong is not preparing their foods and not knowing what they're going to eat because you come home, you're starving, and then you just eat whatever you can because you're so hungry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then um, pre-COVID, uh, we would go out to eat a lot. So, and this is before I learned the nutrition. So we were eating a lot of the stuff that, you know, at the restaurants that isn't prepared well uh, and, uh, as far as nutrition and um, uh, the types of ingredients that they use are, you know, uh, not going to be the highest quality. So eating out a lot, not meal prepping, not eating the right kinds of foods, or even thinking I'm eating the things that are considered healthy, but not realizing that they're not healthy for men. Right. Uh, and that was so... Learning the nutrition was probably 80 to 90% of fixing uh, my mental state. Because once I started eating clean, and I hate to use the word diet, it's not a diet. It's just retraining the way I look at and eat food. Because the food I eat is still very tasty. And it's still, um, you know, I can use lots of spices and and I can make my food flavorful. It's not like I'm just eating rice cakes or something like that. I enjoy what I cook and I enjoy eating it. But now I know that, oh, I can eat good food that I uh, and it's still good for me. So once I got on that nutrition, I immediately, almost within the, the first 30 days, I could feel and notice my mental state getting so much better. I just I, uh, I wouldn't take naps anymore. I used to come home and I would take a nap because I just felt tired and lethargic after going to work. I, I, that went away. Um, I had more energy at the end of the day. And then I would, um, I wouldn't pick fights. My mood got better. Things on the road, you know, road rage went away. It didn't bother me. It just. Yeah. I love that you're talking about mental health because so many people out there, they have road rage. They get upset easily. They take naps, you know, sometimes a couple of times a day and it's, they don't realize that it's their food that causes that. But I think balance the food plus the exercise, plus feeling better about yourself, all that helps. But I think food is number one. Yeah, it is. It. And, and and that's the thing is, and that's actually, that's the easy part I found, you know, cutting out alcohol, eating the things that I was on that new nutrition plan 
and getting away from this, you know, and it's not like a hundred percent. It's not like you have to cut everything, all your favorite foods out. It's just, you have to eat them in moderation. So I wasn't completely cutting out a donut or cheesecake or something like that. It's just that, okay, I can't have it every day. I can't go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. I can't have a dessert with every meal. Um, so it was just learning that, okay, you can enjoy your life. You can enjoy the foods that you like, but you've got to have some moderation in that. And then, and then the other big component was sleep. So I had very poor sleeping habits. I would stay up till midnight or one and then would only sleep for four or five hours. Um, and, and it would be restless uh, sleep, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and staring at my tablet or cell phone in the middle of the night because I would be up and whatnot. And as soon as my nutrition got on, on point, I, and then I would, um, at first I was making sure that I would get the seven to nine hours of sleep by, by making sure I went to bed at 10 and then, you know, essentially fall asleep by 10 30 or 11 PM. And I usually have to get up around seven or, um, six 30 to seven in the morning. As soon as I got my nutrition and sleep on point, everything mentally changed. It was like, I was myself again. And, um, and I was working out at this time too, but those two things were probably the biggest catalyst to feeling like a person again and feeling like my younger self, specifically mentally. Then the workouts, the workouts that I do, uh, I do uh, four to five workouts every week. And they are, at first they were low intensity because his workout programs were designed for, for men at my age who he doesn't want to his first 90 days of workouts were designed low impact, shorter workouts, usually 20. Uh, the way he does it is he has a warm up for five minutes, then between a 20 to 25 minute workout, and then uh, like a five to 10 minute stretching session. So we're talking less than an hour or at max an hour all in. So it was very easy to do. I didn't have to, and I was also working at home. This was during COVID. So I was working out at home, not working, but working out at home. And his plan is also designed so that um, it's either all dumbbells um, or just body weight. So you didn't have to invest in a bunch of gym equipment or even have to go and get a gym membership. You could just work out at home using his body weight program or just buy a handful of dumbbells and that's all you would need. So it made it very simple because that's the other thing I've noticed about is with other with other men that I talk to, um, I noticed that it's to me, at least, it seems like it's harder to get men motivated if there's too many steps involved. But the simpler you keep it, like keep out the calorie counting, keep out the weighing your food and stuff like that, and keep it simple where I just got to follow this workout. It's just a handful of weights or body weight, and it's all kind of pre-prescribed, and I don't have to do a lot of effort to think about it. The nutrition plan's already laid out. I don't have to figure it out. The simpler it got, the easier it got me motivated. So I come home, turn on his app, pull up the next day's workout, and it's a follow along. I don't have to do any thinking. I just follow his prompts. His timer is on there. So I don't even have to have a timer or anything like that. And I would just do his workout. And it, uh, and it was, um, you know, 20 minutes a day, low impact, basic stuff that everyone knows, jumping jacks, push-ups. He'd had modifications. And then he would start introducing weights. And that was his, his whole thing was to build your build back your muscle that you're losing. Um, so nutrition, sleep, working out, especially when I started getting into about the third month of working out, 
that's when I could really see the difference in my physical appearance. The first two months I could feel it, but my clothes weren't, uh, were, you know, I was wearing extra large and I was a, a 36 to 38 waist. And uh, those first two months, I couldn't really see a difference in the mirror so much. And my clothes weren't fitting. They were feeling a little looser, but not a whole lot, but I could feel the difference. I felt stronger. My joints didn't ache anymore. My, I could feel like, you know, one of the things I was complained about was my knees would hurt. And I realized that it wasn't my knees or it was my knees that were hurting, but it wasn't because my knee was being damaged or something like that. It's because my leg muscles weren't strong enough to help support my knees. So my knees, knees were doing all the work. And as I, my legs got stronger, I realized, oh, look, I can do these. I can do a lunge, a full lunge. I can do a full squat and my knees aren't killing me anymore. So, um, so that made a difference. And then when I really started to notice things as the weight started coming off, um, I try not to use the scale too much as a, as a guide. Cause that's every, every nutrition coach says, yeah, a scale is the last thing you want to use. Yeah. So I started measuring myself. That was the first thing I did. I actually had Jody grab a tape measure. And the, the first 30 days I said, hey, let's measure myself. Biceps, thighs, chest, everything. I measured everything. So I had a baseline. And, uh, and then I used pictures. I took a picture of myself at the beginning, day one. And I've been taking pictures every two weeks approximately since. And I just stand in the mirror and I take a profile picture and a, a picture from my side. And, uh, and it helps me, I can now see nine months and I can actually see my progression. I stand taller in my latest pictures as when before oh, great. my face is completely changed. I don't, you know, I'm not all pudgy and everything like that. Um, I can see the definition in my body. So more than anything, those pictures really keep me motivated. Um, and then measuring my body, I can see that you know, my arms are bigger, my legs are bigger, my waist is smaller, you know, so all wow. in the right proportions. Yeah. And, um, and then the other thing is my clothes. I, I'm wearing the same size clothes that I was when I was in my 20s and 30s again. Wow. I'm down to a medium in my shirts and down to a 34 waist in my pants. Congratulations. That's so, yeah. amazing. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm wow. within 10 pounds of what I was when I was in my 20s. I was about 180 pounds in my 20s, and I'm 10 pounds from that approximately. You probably feel almost as good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost as good, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I am now I'm nine months in and because of my mental state, I that has given me all the motivation I need. Because now that I've been eating clean and I work out every day, when when I don't eat, like when I do do a small cheat meal or have something, I can feel it. My body tells me, oh, you're eating something different. This is not the usual good stuff you're giving me. And I can feel my body saying, oh, yeah, you need to get back to that other stuff. So it just puts me right back on it. I mean, I, I still enjoy, uh, you know, dessert and stuff like that, but it's not to the point where I have to have it every day. I actually crave the better stuff now because for me, I, I like the way I feel when I eat right. And I, it's good food. I mean, it tastes good. You can yeah. Your food tastes really good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, so I'm, uh, my background is I'm Pakistani. And a lot of the Pakistani and Indian cooking is naturally the way they, they cook is already healthy, but their food is very flavorful. Yeah. So I cook a lot of those dishes and it follows right down the nutrition plan, but it's as flavorful as food as I can have. So I am not sacrificing taste uh, and enjoying my meals at all. Um, and the other thing I, I also do is um, uh, we eat, we take lunch to work now a lot more. 
That makes a big difference. Big difference. Yeah. And then you're, you're prepared. You know what you want to eat. Exactly. It's all prepared. And I do the per, the prescribed proportion, portions of food so that everything is the right amounts. Oh, and the other thing too, I've noticed is that um, I don't need as much food anymore. Like, you know, before I would have you know, big breakfast, big lunch, big dinner. Now, if I eat like that, I, I feel disgust. I feel full and bloated and heavy and everything yeah, like that. I don't need to eat as much. My portions can be, I leave food on my plate, you know, before I clean my entire plate. Now I, uh, I'll eat and I'm like, ah, that's enough. I'm good. You know, put it the rest of the way for later. Right. So, uh, just, just not, that was kind of a side effect. I didn't plan on that happening, but now I just don't need to take in as much food as I did before. Um, the last thing is I, I did, I started doing, uh, fasting. I, uh, I really enjoy that. Um, I didn't think I would like it, but I actually like it more for the idea of not so much the fact that it helps me be in a slight calorie deficit, but it's just, then I don't have to eat in the morning. I don't even have to think about it. So the way I fast is I do the 16, eight fast. So dinner's my last meal. And then the only thing I usually eat after dinner is, um, um, or not even eat, drink. I just have water. So, you know, and there's no prescribed time. I'll just, whenever dinner is, it is. And then from there on out, I won't eat anything for the, re for the rest of the evening. I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning. So there I'm already um, eight or plus hours into my fast without even having to try. Right. <clears throat> so the last four to six hours of my fast is essentially not eating from when I wake up to lunchtime, usually lunch is around 1230. So there we go. There's my fast. And it didn't take any work to really do it because most of it is I'm sleeping it away anyway. Um, and so I just drink water. Um, I take, I, I do take uh, BCAA uh, supplements and I, um, and, and I, I can have, I can have basically anything without calories is the idea. So usually I just take my supplements <clears throat> to help me. Um, but I don't feel hungry. Uh, in the morning, uh, maybe for the first few days, there was a little bit of hunger there, but my body got used to it. I don't feel hungry. I don't get uh, hangry. I don't have headaches and I just drink water uh, in the morning and, and I get through my day. I don't feel tired or, or out of energy. And then when lunch hits, I just have my normal lunch. Uh, and, uh, and then I go from there and I have dinner and, uh, and I don't fast every day. That's what I was going to say. Do you, yeah. do you do intermittent fasting? How often? Um, so I don't have a prescribed schedule. Uh, I, I, I sometimes would, I would say I do it at least two or three times a week minimum. Sometimes I do it every day of the week. So it just kind of the way I feel is also the schedule. If I know that we're going to have family or company in for the weekend or something like that. So we might be going out to breakfast or something like that. So then I'll just adjust, but a minimum of two to three days a week is, is, uh, what I go with, but, um, some weeks it's every day. And again, it's just because I'm just like, I don't feel like making breakfast. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to eat anything, you know, in the morning, something you just don't want to put anything in your mouth. So, so it makes it easy. I don't have to think about it. Just get up, shower, go to work and you know, take my, my lunch with me. So one of the other things that really helped me stay on track with my workouts was <clears throat> a lot of the times when you, you know, you go on YouTube or you find some workout program it'll, it'll prescribe you something like you got to do cardio for 45 minutes and then you got to do weight training for another half hour and you got to stretch at the end and maybe warm up at the beginning. So by the time it's all in your, you're an hour and a half to two hours into a workout every day or every other day. And that's a huge demotivator because, you know, we all have busy lives. And the last thing you want to do is 
you know, have to wake up at four in the morning to work out for two hours, then go to work, you know, or come home in the evening and try to put in a two hour workout in the evening while you're trying to juggle your family and dinner and everything like that. And um, so one of the things that using the program that I'm on is that the workouts are, are short. They're, they're 20 at most 30 minutes. The warm up is five. The workouts are usually 20 minutes. And then the cool down and the stretching is about another five to 10. So we're in at most an hour, but usually only about 45 minutes all in from when I change into my workout clothes to when I'm at done stretching and, and toweling myself off the sweat off of me. And that made a huge difference is I don't have to sit there and try to plan two hour breaks in my day to work out. Um, I know that I can do something within a, a, a 45 minutes or if I need to kind of cut it because my time is short, I can do a little less stretching or a little less warm up, you know, just to fit it into my schedule. I don't have to do these big blocks of time to work out. And that really helped uh, because it, it's easy. It's much easier to put in 45 minutes all in than it is two hours to find to find right. that 45 minutes in your day. Yeah. So yeah. no excuses. So no excuses. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I and I tend to do it right after I get home before I sit down and, and, and um, you know, kind of decompress. I try to do it right when I get home. I, I'll kick off my shoes and take off my work clothes, put on my workout clothes, and then get to it because I'm still kind of in that work frame of mind. I haven't technically come home as far as my mind is concerned when I go to my workout. And then when I'm done with my workout, I can shower, decompress, chill out, go to my hobbies, make a dinner, you know, that kind of thing, and, and be at home. So that, that really helps. Yeah. If you come home and sit down, sometimes it's like, it's over with, you know, you exactly. sit down yeah. and it's like, well, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And exactly. I think that's I'm hungry. People, I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. People who are at gyms, I yell, yeah. if you stop directly after work, you'll go. But if you go home first, it's really right. hard to get back in the car to go yeah. back out to the gym. Yeah. So finding what works for you, whether it's right. a morning mm -hmm. workout or an evening workout. I also think, the idea of even 45 minutes, like setting aside 45 minutes seems like a lot. It seems really hard to do. So for me, I have to just make a habit for me. You know, it's I'm this week. Oh, let me check my schedule. I've got something going on here. I've got something going on here. Therefore, my workout days are these. Mm -hmm. And I just know that those are the days I'm working out. So I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. And, and I think also you don't have to think of it 45 minute workout always. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with 20 minutes yeah. twice a week and do the 40, 45 minute workout, maybe two, two other days a week. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, and you don't have to stretch right after you're done working out. You can stretch later and you, know, you do your workout and then maybe before you go to bed, take another five minutes right in your bedroom and just do a quick stretch right. before you actually go to bed. So yeah, it doesn't have to be right in a row. You can break it up a little bit. And the other thing, and I know this isn't reality for everybody. Not everybody's going to be able to do this, but it is nice to be able to work out at home. Some people like the motivation of a gym, going to a gym. Everyone else is there working out, so it keeps you on pace. Um, but I do like the fact that I can come home and work out here. I don't have to commute to a gym and you know have a big gym bag with my clothes and everything like that. I just come home and it's, and, and it's, it's here. It's ready to go. So... That's not the reality for everybody. Not everybody has the room um, to do that, but it, it does help me work out because I don't have to worry about driving to a gym, fighting for machines, 
you know, and, and weights and stuff like that, you know, cause it's always at the peak of the day when everyone's at the gym. Um, and I, I just get my workout done. My, my dumbbells are there. No one else is touching them. And, and I don't have to worry about fighting for the, the machine to, to be free and that kind of thing at a gym. And, and uh, I don't have to pay for a gym. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to pay for the membership. I think there's also an element of um, the immense amount of privilege that we have to have been able to have the time and the energy to be able to find what works for us. Because it can be really hard to find the time to cook every day. Right. You know, yeah. and so it's it's really quite a privilege privilege to be able to change our health, our lifestyle the way we have. So if you if you are in a position to be able to do that, it's it's something mm -hmm. to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And we forget about that sometimes. Yeah. And to be grateful for all these little things that we yeah. do in our lives. Yeah. When you exactly. think of I mean, I think there are times in my life where I, there's no way I could fit in a 45 minute workout and cooked a dinner from scratch. You know, yeah. even if it's a quick one, there still takes a lot of time. So there were times in my life, this would have been really, really difficult to do. Uh, so I'm very grateful that we, we do have the time to be able to do this and, and to find a way that works for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it doesn't have to be, uh, so my schedule is every other day, but it doesn't have to be every other day. If, if it works that you can only do two or three days a week, do it. It yeah. doesn't have to be every day. Definitely. You definitely don't want to do it every day. Cause that's too hard on your body at, at this age. Rest. You rest need, you need your rest. Yes. yes. Recovery. Recovery and rest and sleep. Um, but if you can't do every other day, then just do three days, just do two days a week, but do something, just move, you know, get into that habit and you'll, it's surprising. You'll find time. You'll, yeah. it'll just, you'll sit there and you'll start feeling better. And all of a sudden you'll be sitting in front of the TV going, you know what? I think I'm going to go work out instead, instead of watching this dumb show that isn't really entertaining, yeah. you know, and you just put in that 45 minutes and then, yeah, you feel so much better at the end of it too. Yeah, there was something um, that I read online. It was just a stupid little meme, but it was really powerful and it changed my way of thinking. You know, the phrase, you know, anything worth doing right is, you know, worth doing well. But this is anything worth doing right is worth doing poorly. And my first instinct was, that's awful. <laughs> you should do something well. <laughs> but then they gave examples. They were like, 30 minutes of brushing your teeth is better than not brushing them at all. A 10 minute yoga workout is better than skipping your entire workout. Yeah. So if you're having a day where you're like, I just cannot face a workout, you know, going in and deciding you're going to stretch for 10 minutes often leads to a workout, you know, right. or just, yeah. Hey, you still got 10 minutes of stretching in. So yeah. not feeling like, you know, you have to do this. If I don't follow this program exactly, if I put in this workout and fitify, for 30 minutes and I only get 20 minutes of it accomplished. So what, that's better than you would have done right. anyway. Exactly. So it was really freeing to be able to think, I don't have to be perfect. I can still just do what I can do and that will be okay. And that was hugely helpful for me to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did for me too. Um, when, you know, I'm not a hundred percent. There's There's definitely days where I didn't put in my maximum effort or I went short on my workouts, you know, my nutrition wasn't at hundred percent. I'm nowhere near, I'm maybe, you know, 75, 80% as a whole. Um, but you know, if I, if I didn't work out one day that I was supposed to work out, I don't beat myself up over it anymore. I'm just like, all right, just let it go and go back in and do it the next day. 
but the, the last thing you want to do is fall into that trap where you, you skip a day and then you're, you feel guilty about it. And then you skip the next day. And, and then before you know it, three weeks have gone by and you haven't done anything. So if you fall yeah, off, exactly. if you, if you fall try off, to do something, even just, if you can't do it all, exactly. do something. Just like Jody said, even a 10 minute stretch, if you just, you're just like, I just do not want to pick up those weights today, then just stretch. And I think you're, I think you're right. If you, sometimes if you do that 10 minute stretch, you're like, oh, God, you know, you get motivated and you're like, oh, I'm going to do more. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. you do a little bit more. I mean, almost always for yeah. me, you know, I do that sometimes mm -hmm. like, you know, I have a client coming in, but I have 30 minutes and okay, well, I'll just stretch or I'll do 10 minutes on a cardio machine while I'm waiting, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and then I'm like, excited and I'm like get yeah. down do some dumbbell work pretty soon I've worked out that whole half an hour yeah. so yeah. I think exactly you know doing yeah. a little bit and even if you don't go on to do that extra work it's at okay. least you did something yeah. yeah perfection is not the goal yeah. it's really just just stay active and mobile and you know try to stick to something most of the time uh, I just want to make a couple comments one of them was the photos that you take I think that's very helpful because you, I think you need some way to gauge even though most people can tell in their clothes but sometimes you can't right away but then if you look at yourself you can see that you're leaner so I think that was helpful and the other thing was the time of the day for the workout I feel it's important to schedule the workout and do you work out the same time like you come home and work out and then you take a shower and you're done and go on with your evening or do you work out sometimes in the morning? How does, how do you work out? Stuff? So because of my schedule, yes, I, I pretty much work the same time every day and it's after work. It's usually between um, five and 6 PM somewhere in that time frame. So um, I do, I do try to walk every day as well. And being in Florida, we've been walking in the evenings more because of the being so hot, even in the morning, sometimes it can be humid. So um, yeah, come home, change into my workout clothes, I, we've got a small little room here that we've turned into a gym and then um, work out for that half hour to 45 minutes. Uh, then I usually go for a walk. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Then I usually will have a uh, smoothie, which is my my protein powder, my creatine and my collagen. And I'll usually just have ice, almond milk, a banana, and then those powders blended up. And that's my my health shake essentially for the day. And I, I didn't mention that earlier, but that was another thing that made a big difference in my weight loss and muscle gain. Um, having BCAAs, creatine, and the protein powder, a good quality protein powder, by right. the way, because yeah. I've had some bad ones in there, terrible. They can do weird things, make you gassy, bloated, all sorts of things. Yeah. You have to get a high quality protein powder. I, doing that alone, um, I noticed a difference in how I can work out. I can work out heavier. I can go a little bit longer. I don't get as winded. And the way I was able to prove that to myself is I said, you know, is this just placebo that, you know, I've been working out now and I've been drinking these, these protein powders stuff, but I think the protein powder is actually doing the work when it's actually, no, I am, I'm just getting stronger or is it really the stuff that I'm taking in? And so I decided to, to get off of it for about three weeks. I said, I'm not going to take any of these supplements and just see if it's me or if it's me and the supplements that are getting me these results. And I almost within that first week, I noticed, I was like, Oh man, I'm winded. Oh man. I can't pull that 35, 40 pound weight that I was doing last week. And, um, so within, a, I did it for two weeks where I didn't take any of that stuff. And then I went back on it. And after I got back on it a week later, I was like, Oh, here we go. I'm back to what I remember. So, 
the, the, those, those three components do make a difference. Um, yeah, and so the, you got it tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's all I take just the protein, the, the BCAAs and the, uh, I think it's blockchain amino acids Black, uh, is what it's short for. And then the creatine and, and I take the collagen, uh, because that's just, you know, healthy for your hair, skin and bones. Right. Yeah. That's not really anything to do with, uh, the, the workouts. Um, so, and, and so now, yeah, so I can see it and I, I, I measure myself, you know, I've gained one to two inches around my arm. So obviously there's muscle growth there. Um, I've, uh, I'm wearing the much smaller clothes and then, oh, and then, so you were saying, so my workout, so, uh, I work out protein shake, and then I'll usually go take a, a two mile walk and it's not a, it's not anything fancy as far as like, you know, it's not a fast paced walk or anything. Matter of fact, I have to, Jody has to slow down because she's kind of a fast walker and I'm not. So we tend to walk together and she'll have to kind of slow up for me. So, um, it's just a, just a casual two mile walk. It also helps kind of clear your mind after the day, you know, cause it's after work. Sure. So I, uh, Jody sometimes brings her cell phone and pops in a, a headphone, but I don't bring any tech. I leave it all at home and I just go and let my mind clear. You know, and that probably helps your headspace and the mood and yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. Me and Jody will talk about the day or, you know, mm -hmm. what we have planned for the evening. So we kind of have a little bit of, cause we're in the same business. We, we run our, our own business and we're in front of each other, you know, essentially mm -hmm. all day long, but it's all business. Yeah. You know, so this way we get to kind of maybe try to break that cycle and talk a little bit about some personal stuff and, you know, just enjoy each other's company on the walk. And now that you're kind of talking about that, you told me about a different uh, motivation that you have that you kind of forgot to mention. Um, what about, oh, just the physical appearance. The, oh, oh, right. Jody, Jody. Yes. Yes. That's when you told me, first yes. of all, my biggest motivator. Yes. yes. So let's hear about yes. that. So, jo <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jody. <laughs> so Jody, uh, so Jody started this, her transformation of about a year or maybe a little longer than that before I did. And, um, so when we, when we, when I met Jody, I was actually, um, I, I was actually very physically active. I was rollerblading. I was working out. Um, and I was in great shape. I was in some of my best shape back in my twenties when I met her and, um, and Jody was you know, being a daughter, your daughter of a, of a, a physical therapist, a trainer, you know, she had free access to a full gym. So she was very active. So it was very easy for us to keep that active lifestyle. And Jody, even though she may have kind of waned here and there throughout, uh, you know, the, the uh, her thirties and forties, she's always consistently kept physically doing something, whether it's working out, walking, you know, this was back before there was apps for your phone. So she would just write down a little you know, workout, she talked to you about how to work out and stuff like that. So she always kept physically active and I would just tend to try to keep up with her. I just like, what are you doing here? I'm going to do that with you. You know, where, where are you, you walking somewhere? I'm going to go walk with you. Yeah. I would just kind of like, you know, be the lazy, you know, tag along and just like, are you doing pushups? Okay. I'm doing pushups. So it was just kind of easy to, you know, just tag along with her, her lifestyle. Um, but then, you know, she kind of went all gung ho uh, during COVID, uh, because she had gained about, I don't know, 30 plus pounds, uh, or so. Well, like I said, I went, my highest was 154. Then I lost about 20 ish pounds. Yeah. And then I kind of was creeping back up and then that's, yeah. that's when it was, it was right around COVID that I started. And then I think that big 
you know, push of we're already eating healthier. Now's the time to yeah. really push through. But it was also a bit slower for me. I only, I only lost. I think it's easy to get frustrated and think nothing's happening because for me, the most I was amount to the most amount of weight I was able to lose reasonably was a half a pound a week. So I would only lose like two, three pounds a month, which, you know, it's hard to see two or three pounds, mm -hmm. yeah. but I also take pictures. Um, I don't post my pictures anywhere, but I also <laughs> take pictures. So you would see, and I feel it in my clothes and stuff mm -hmm. over time, but it took a good, 10, 11 months mm -hmm. to really get all the way down to that, what, 35-ish pounds mm -hmm. that I lost. And and Jody's a small framed person. So, you know, 35 pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but on Jody, it is a lot because she's she's um, she's not a yeah, big it was person. It a size 8, 10 to yeah. a size 2, 4. So, wow. and, and just like anybody, you know, your body, the way you're built is going to determine, you know, what looks mm -hmm. good as far as how much weight you carry. So, um, and, and to the male listeners uh they're listening to your podcast um for men at least in my in my experience it's it's actually easier for men to lose weight quicker and keep it off than it is for women because women have to deal with a lot more hormonal changes especially as at getting into jody's age and whatnot so there's really no excuse for men because you know our bodies other than the aches and pains and and losing muscle mass and stuff like that and our testosterone dropping we don't have a lot of those other menopausal issues that come along with older age that women do that can wildly fluctuate their weight and their ability to lose their weight and whatnot so for for us men it is it's you know fair or not however you want to look at it it just is the way it is there's no excuse for us to to not be able to lose the weight and get in better shape just because we don't have to deal with all those kinds of you know bodily changes so, oh, so my motivation, you know, Jody was the motivation. So she was, she, I was, I was watching her. I was seeing her, you know, lose the weight. She was buying all these clothes that were uh, a smaller size. She was, you know, I could see it physically. I could see it mentally. I could see the way she was eating. And, uh, and I, I was looking at her and, and looking within myself and, and seeing how I was always, you know, in a bad state of mind unhealthy she was being active i was taking a nap you know she would go kayaking i would sit at home he uh, just didn't he wanted to be the pretty one in the room <laughs> <laughs> so oh and that was the other thing is you know we're the same age jody and i are 48 years old but when i was when jody was working out looking great and i was looking the way i was looking i was looking like her father or <laughs> or older brother or so i was looking just like a much older man and wow. acting like a much older man wearing baggy clothes and you know and things like that trying to hide the weight in my clothes and whatnot and i just yeah that was one of those mental things i just felt like i didn't feel like uh someone who could keep up with jody you know as far as her activities and and just you know her mental state of you right. know just being happy and, and not being moody and everything like that and, and Jody would, she'd point it out, you know, she's like, you know, why are you getting angry about that? What's, what, why are you snapping at me about that? What, and I would sit there and think to myself, yeah, why am I snapping at her about that? That is so dumb. You know, why am I picking on her about something or the other? Yeah, it was, it was weird because it was little things that just didn't matter that would have never mattered. And suddenly something little would be important. Yeah, it's I'd an, be like, what's yeah. going on? It was. It's amazing how nutrition can fix 
affect your health. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's yes. huge. Yeah. And so, I think the exercise too, at least for mm -hmm. me, I mean, I enjoy working out. I like it. I like the way I feel afterwards. I eat better after my workout. I, I've also, I tried the morning workout thing. It doesn't work for me. It's mm -hmm. the after work thing that I've always um, done. And after a workout, I will make better choices for food and I'm not as hungry. You'd think you'd be starving, but less food satisfies me after a workout. And I think it's because the more sedentary you are, the more, right. You know, you're feeling heavier and you eat heavier, but mm -hmm. after a workout, you're feeling light and fruit sounds terrific. You know, yeah. I don't need mashed potatoes or a big heavy dinner or a lot and you of don't food. even want something really heavy right. after a workout. Mm -hmm. So, and the, and the, the, so, you know, Jody was my motivation. She, she, you know, and like I said earlier in the interviews that at first I was just falling back to what I remember from my earlier days and then got onto this new program for design for older men. So it, that helped me not only get back to working out and eating right, but eating the, the right way for me, for my age, for, you know, um, so that the, the, the research, uh, because what the the first uh, thirty or sixty days when I decided okay I need to turn this around you know and going back to the, what I did understand and not seeing the changes happen because uh, I was uh, I I've been on this program for nine months but I've actually really been on it about eleven months because those first two months I was just kind of fits and starts mm -hmm. you know I I go on YouTube I find some workout that that I think I can do based on how I used to work out and, and I, I couldn't get through it or I'd, I'd be really in pain afterwards. And then I would eat, try to eat healthy, but didn't realize, you know, that the, the food I was, I was eating were not really healthy. And the other thing is um, the labeling standards on foods in the United States are a bunch of lies. Um, so what is, cons what is labeled as healthy when you go to the healthy aisle of whatever grocery store you go to and you pick up the Greek yogurt, whatever, and you think, oh, and it says, you know, healthy, no fat, natural. natural and what like that. Yeah. You really have to be careful. This isn't a problem necessarily around the world, but this is a huge problem in the United States. The labeling standards and the way what they can say is organic, GMO free, healthy, all these key words in the industry that make you think you're eating healthy are actually very um, um, deceptive. Yeah, I so, agree with that. Yes. It's they, important. We went to mostly looking at um, ingredients mm -hmm. and yeah. like added sugars. Your added yes, sugar exactly. line is so important. So when I learned that and when I really started to zone in on what I was eating, I actually got away from buying prepackaged foods that were considered healthy and just going to ingredients. You know, so instead of buying the prepackaged yogurt, Greek yogurt with the fruit and whatnot that they put, that they all have put in, you know, all, you know, they give you a spoon and everything. So you don't even have, you just open it and eat it. No, I went to now Greek yogurt and then I'll put in my fruits that I want in there because a lot of times they'll throw in a bunch of sugars um, and, and other things in there that, you know, they'll put in granola. You're thinking, oh, that's healthy, but the granola is covered in sugar yeah. and brown sugar. So, it's you have to be very careful with those processed foods, even when they say they're healthy, because they're usually not. Even the salad aisle can be a minefield uh, when you go and buy those prepackaged salads, thinking, "Oh, it's a salad. How you know this has got to be right?" Mm -hmm. But that dressing they put in there yeah. and the croutons and 
everything else that you think is supposed to be healthy and it's not. Yeah. So um, learning the nutrition, I would say, is 80% of everything. And, and when I learned that, the workouts, yes, they do help. They are very beneficial. But the nutrition was really it. If, 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 if all I could do was either or, then I would just do nutrition. Yeah, I think yeah. I would think I agree with you. Yeah, if I, if I had to choose, yeah, it would just be nutrition. Yeah, yeah. it would be in, in probably in this order, nutrition one, sleep second, workout third. Yeah. If I if I had to put it in some kind of a importance. Yeah, because I, I eat right. And if I sleep right and didn't work out the weight, I wouldn't be as good a shape as I am now, but I would be in much better shape than eating the way and, and sleeping the way I was before. Right. And it affects your mental state more than exercise, even though exercise does help, but the food really does yes. affect your mental state. Yes. And the, the so the exercise, um, the benefit from that is the, the pain, all the, the joint pain is gone. I can now squat, lunge, which translates to me being able to bend over when I drop something, you know, uh, get on my hands and knees if I need to, to work on my car. Um, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can clean the house without it hurting my back. I can stand up and do the dishes, you know, uh, for an hour without hurting my back, you know, that those kinds of things go up a flight of stairs without being winded, all those little things that you do in life that, you know, you're just like, Oh my God, this, my side hurts, my back hurts, my, you know, my neck hurts, my shoulders hurt. Um, waking up after a night's sleep. And your back is tight, you know, when you weren't, when I wasn't working out and didn't have good nutrition or I would just be like, I was just sleeping. And why does my back hurt? Yeah, right. All of that is gone. <laughs> why can't I barely walk when I get yeah, out of my bed? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why am I work, yeah. walking like I'm 80 years old? Exactly. And I think a lot of that is the food too, the, the foods that cause inflammation. Because exactly. So mm -hmm. many foods and the oils and the, you know, things that cause inflammation, that's really playing the mm -hmm. toll on our joints. Yeah. All so of that is yeah. gone. And, and I'm not the peak of physical health. I, you know, I don't have a six pack. I, you know, I'm not rippling biceps or anything like that. I'm just healthy. Right. You know, I have a pleasant physique, which is not really the most important thing to me. That wasn't about looking good. You're selling yourself short. You look fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you. you look fantastic. <laughs> but I wasn't going for physique. I was going for feeling like myself again. Yeah. Yeah like your age or younger. Just, yeah, just right. that, you know, that idea of if I want to go do something and get it done, I just go and do it. I didn't feel sleepy or tired or whatnot. I can just, and, and I'm back to that. You know, if I have an idea, if I have something I need to get done, I don't sit there and make a bunch of excuses. I just go and do it. And, yeah. and I, I love it. I love that. I don't feel like that anymore. And I don't relate to the, the guys, the seniors in my club that are, you know, 70, 80 years old and, <laughs> And on a bunch of pills and, and going to the doctor every day. And, and, you know, now to me, they sound like old men. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to thank you both so much for being on the podcast. I've just enjoyed listening to your journeys. And I mean, even, you know, some things that I'd forgotten about. I just did a um, video on detox a couple weeks ago, and I could have added a lot of what you're talking about into that. So I'm glad you, you know, gave all that information. And I did put um, one of the two most important things that people need to do is read your labels and educate Absolutely. yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't read labels, you don't educate yourself on what you're putting in your mouth, 
you know how that goes. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to end up well. Yeah. So thank you very much. And I have one more question for both of you. Is there a book that you've read or something that you've, uh, maybe a podcast you listen to? I think for you, the Funk Roberts really made a difference in your life. But is there something that's made a difference, a book or something in your life that's helped you in your journey? Or I'll even s- even not so much the weight loss journey, but maybe, you know, just in general life. I read a lot. <laughs> I mean, I read quite a bit. Um, but I actually found that I really, really enjoy fiction because it's a way for like, when I take my walks, I'll do an audio book often. So in the morning, it's usually like podcasts and whatnot, but in the evenings, it's usually a fun audio book and having some fun world that you can immerse yourself in is really fantastic. So I actually am a big proponent for somebody to get some fluff, read some fluff. <laughs> I, uh, I read a fantastic book last year. My favorite book of the year was called Hench. It's actually a superhero book. It's essentially about a woman who is the accountant for a villain. And it's it's got all these wonderful dynamics. It's fast paced. It's really fun. Great audio book. So I recommend you pick up some fiction and have some fun. I need to do that for sure. I'm always nonfiction and podcasts. I need to, and I don't listen to music anymore. So, and I think music brings you up and mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a difference in your life too. Yeah. So I said, what about you? So um, I don't read as much as Jody, and uh, I tend to stick to more um, nonfiction and uh, kind of like how to books or like, you know, books about, you know, better financing, uh, uh, how to improve my life, essentially, you know, in all different aspects, not only just the fitness, but finance and and well-being and whatnot. Um, one of the podcasts and and he has a blog and he has a YouTube channel that I follow is a guy. I can't remember his name, but his his program is called Fit Father Project. Hmm. And he's a he's a doctor. He's an MD. And he is another one of these uh, older men that has designed fitness and nutrition and my mindfulness and well-being uh for for men at my age so a, a, a lot of his stuff is almost verbatim i mean they uh funk roberts and um fit father project they 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 work with each other they they uh work off of each other because oh, wow. they have very similar programs and they found each other online and now they tend to share a lot of the same information because they're kind of going on the same path with fitness and whatnot so a lot of times I'll put his YouTube channel on in the background while I'm working, or I'll read a blog or, or you know, put, uh, listen to his latest uh, podcast or something like that. And it just, it more than anything, because a lot of the information I already know, or, or it's very similar to what Funk Roberts would, would have said, but it just kind of keeps me on track. It just reminds me, you know, sometimes, right. you know, you sometimes you have to go back to the basics yeah. just to kind of remind me that, oh yeah, I, I should probably be, you know, watching my portions of my protein or little things. Like, for example, I was just listening to one of his podcasts the other day, and I just started the weight training program um, uh, on my next uh, 30 days where I'm doing a lot of heavy lifting. But I had forgotten that as I do more heavy lifting, I need to increase my protein intake. And so I was just doing the same amount of protein, which isn't a big deal. But I listened to that podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to take about a scoop and a half of protein instead of just a scoop to make up that difference to get, you know, if I'm putting in the work, I might as well let give the fuel that my muscles need to, to build up. So little things like that. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't crack open a book you know, on the day of, of e-readers and stuff like that. It's usually I'm either listening to something or, uh, or listening to an audio book. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the rest of your journey and hearing about it. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So much good information in this podcast. Uh, leave a comment below. If you have any questions, let us know. I will put the uh, apps that they've talked about, the silicone trays that they use and um, the Funk Roberts and the information. It's all going to be in the show notes. So um, check that out. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Lively Joy podcast. Check out the show notes below with links mentioned in this episode. And please take a moment to subscribe. That helps others find the show. Feel free to share this podcast with your family and friends. And if you'd like, you can also follow us on social media. See the links below. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time with more on living your best life.